welcome to episode four of Scattered Dice with the Scattered Guys. Today's episode, we're going to have a faction focus on Astra Militarum, which is also known as Imperial Guard and should be known as Imperial Guard. Um, we'll be getting into the lore, the models, and all the rules of what the Imperial Guard have turned into. Uh, as usual, before we get things rolling, we are going to start off with our 40k quotes. Steven, kick us off. Hi, my name's Steven. That's my quote. No, I'm kidding. So my quote is from Colonel Ironhand Strachan. Medic, stop whining, Brooke. You've got another damned leg. That's Ooh, a good one. Wow, that was very story. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. <clears throat> So um, my quote is going to relate to some stories I'm going to tell today, but I'm going to get <clears throat> a little close to the mic and tell this and say, <clears throat> the difference between gods and demons largely depends on where one is standing at the time. That is by the Primarch Lorgar the bearer of the word. Um, was he right along? Maybe. Discuss that in a later episode, but uh, I love that quote. <laughs> Very nice. And for my quote... Uh, oh, I'm Matt, by the way. Oh, that was Matt. Yeah, that was me. That's oh, me. Oh, hi, Matt. Yeah, Hello. Good to, good to make note of that. Who are you? So my name is Curtis. Okay. Did, yeah. Okay. Today I will be quoting um, someone new to me, but uh, it's probably somewhat famous, probably not at all. Rotgob, the orc strategist. And this one really spoke to me. Wah. Get him, boys. Daka, daka, daka. Wah. The orcs. Wah. I, you know, in terms of a strategy on the battlefield, it's, it's unbeatable. Um, Really quite impressive what the orcs to be able to put out there in the field. Just... Airtight right there. Airtight, exactly. Well, well said, Stephen. Yeah, and you you should know. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, so, it's, I mean, yeah, you're working on that army, actually. You can talk about it. I am. So don't forget to like us on Instagram, Facebook. We are really going to be more active soon and kind of get out updates and when we post new videos and whatnot, or excuse me new podcasts uh fingers crossed on that though but we, we promise things sometimes um all right so let's get into the hobby updates um i will go ahead and start us off because i'm really excited about what i've been working on Ooh, this, this is the first thing you've worked on in like in a while. while yeah centuries <laughs> since since at uh, least at least a year and a half two years yeah um so this was a saran wrapped chimera that needed some love and attention and i decided to do something a little fun with it i had a chimera before but it, it's not the most exciting thing it doesn't have a cannon on it or anything it's just a yeah you can pass it over um it's just a you know somewhat unexciting tank so to give it some more flair uh to my bean eater imperial guard army i decided to make it the bean eater trash tank um and the whole idea is you know, my army is full. <laughs> my army, <laughs> my army is uh, full of frugal-minded warriors, and so when they pass through the battlefield, they want to gather whatever equipment they can find. So the tank is, you know, probably about eighty percent built right now, and 
uh, uh, the, the chassis of the tank itself is the same, but I've been gathering bits from my box and I had Matt give me some as well. And so right now there's a few um, chainsaws and guns and an Eldar, what is it, an Eldar? So it's the, if, you, if you've ever bought the, the Dire Avengers, they come with like a little Eldar shrine thing for either one of their bases or something like, i don't know i have no idea why it's in there to be completely honest um i think it's cool that it is uh sad that they don't do that anymore but yeah uh so i just handed it to him because it's been in my pile for a long time uh <laughs> so that's that's something else that's kind of cool about this episode of that um so we are the scattered guys but today we're not scattered yeah, well, like once in a million when you'd actually get those terminators to deep strike on target <laughs> curtis and i are sitting in the same room for the first time in what two years yeah almost oh yeah so. before covid yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's a good note to make uh because typically we're about as far as you you could be across this country uh, we've been further than that before that but we're on west coast east coast and smack in the middle of texas right now so but but anyways so sticking out of this chimera is a chainsaw and an eldar relic um, and then out on the back, I have a ladder, a barrel, um, chainsaw. I'm going to throw in some more stuff. And then that front kind of bulldozer type dirt thing that you can put on those tanks is nice. I'm going to put a bunch of crap in there giant Eldar gun, Space Marine guru knives and metals, and more barrels and more gas tanks. It's just going to, the tanks, you know, Matt's like, make sure you leave space so the guns can shoot. And then, and then I we, and then we, <laughs> we both paused. He's like, or not. <laughs> it, so so so, cool. so we so we were doing the like he was asking me and I was I was handing him bits and I was like, okay, you can't use any of my Dark Angel stuff because like GW has gone terrible with the upgrade kits. <clears throat> so I need to keep those. Uh, but you can have literally anything else. Um, and I was handing him, I was like, oh yeah, I use this and everything. And I was like, Kurt, why are you not playing orcs right now? And he was like, Oh, it'd be really cool. And then I showed him the orcs like the new orcs that he hasn't seen so i was like this is the boom daka snaz like a truck squig buggy and yeah. uh, so so if kurt gets a new army it's gonna be orcs yeah <clears throat> it's been decided he actually had the start the new start collecting box in his hand and because we went to a game store and the guy tried to sell it to him and you could see the conflict in kurt's eyes but he, it was it was so close <laughs> you're almost there curtis you should have got it we would have been twinsies yeah I'll, I'll get there someday it is really fun gluing random bits onto a model and being like hey those counts yeah and, and it's i think all that's canon. the definition of orcs yeah so so yeah it's it's going well um at some point when it's done and eventually we will be posting pictures uh, on our instagram or something because it, it it's gonna look so cool down the road heck um, yeah anyways that's my main update pretty excited about it I'm glad you're you're actually doing some hobby work, isn't it? Yeah. And he also They're miming to you, each other. Yeah, yeah, trying to get <laughs> what what is going on? <laughs> the the guy the guy at the store the owner of the store was trying to sell oh. these orcs, and okay. Kurt was playing hard to get, so he gave him a white dwarf for free. Oh, very nice. Because he was going to get a lifelong customer, and I'm like, well, I'm actually not the one you should be. You should be brown nose. It should be those two over there. They look here. It was pretty like, great. Oh, dang it. Because it was one of like the, the <laughs> merchandise shelves. And I was just like peeking over, staring at this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got free magazine. So, yeah. Heck That's yeah. 
<clears throat> All right, go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, you have for Yeah, I bought the uh, the orc. <laughs> Start collecting bars. Oh my god! <laughs> or the combat patrol. The combat patrol. Bars. Yeah, that's that's the one he had. That's the one. He oh, had. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I uh, found some cash for my birthday. I had to scroll it away on the on a box on my desk, which is not a good good way to keep track of money. But <laughs> I was like, hey, I have money. So yeah, I know it was like, oh, today's orc release day. I know what I'm going to go to. Oh. <laughs> so went to the local game store, walked straight in. They had supply. They actually had stock. So I was like, heck yeah, I'm buying this. And it's nice because it's like everything in the box I I don't have. Well, everything except the Death Dread is new. So I didn't have the new Death Dread. I have the old pewter ones that look like they have crab hands. Um, but I'm very excited to have it. Now I have... Uh, too much too many orcs um because i had the beast nega box which i haven't even started working on yet and i have the start the combat patrol right there that's like an army <laughs> that i just yeah. like basically, basically just purchased um but then i have all the orcs that i still have um but i need to rebase them all and that's going to be a that's going to be a process i think i've talked to you guys about how we should if we're ever all together again, I'm gonna bring out all the orcs and dump them in the middle of the table, and we're gonna have like a yes. like a crawfish bake, but it's gonna be <laughs> orcs in the middle. And this crawfish bake is green. <clears throat> yeah, um, but I actually had some free time, so I've been painting the mega knobs, continuing to paint them. Um, but uh, as soon as I finish those guys, I'm gonna start building the new guys, the new orcs. The I don't know if you've noticed, but the there's new Defcopter models. Yeah, yeah. And on the bases of them, there's like all these little squig creatures. So there's like a squig like hornet on like a branch of a tree. So they basically look like animals, but then they have like a squig face. So it's really trolly. <laughs> and then the best one I didn't notice until I looked at it was on the base. There's these turtle things. They're basically, they I think they're turtles. They look really weird, but they're squig turtles. <laughs> Really that's crazy. awesome oh. okay i i stand corrected then because it sounds like they are still doing the kind of unique little things in the bases yeah i know that they're really intricate um and they their plastic details is it's so good now i am a little hesitant about the monopose orc boys um but i also have like 60 of them so i think Wait. mixing them all together i won't notice uh, not really who's uh, the uh, are the new ones monopose? They are. They go together one way. Uh, yeah. uh, they're probably really easy to build then. Yes. Yes. You, should, you just you should like that. Yeah. You, you I just, like the Necrons, which is like oh. I'm glued on backwards. And they're monopose too. Oh, the new ones are. The new ones are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, uh, once they're all blended in, I don't think you're getting that so much. Yeah, exactly. I have yeah, like I said, I had sixty of the old guys, so yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, but they're bigger, I think. So we'll see how that works. Uh, what about you, Matthew? So, um, do do some uh, Gellerfield disruption in our last uh, in our last podcast. Uh, I have a lot of stuff to talk about today. So first and foremost, I'll start off and say that um, I was a subscriber to Warhammer Plus. 
Um, I was the, one of the early subscribers, so I got the uh, the cool model, which will be coming your way, Stephen, as soon as it, whenever it comes next year or whatever. Yeah, ne- yeah, whenever. Um, and I'll say right now that I, I think my expectations were a little higher than maybe they should have been, but the content that that they are putting out on Warhammer Plus is worth the subscription. Like first and foremost, worth the subscription. Um, their battle reports, <clears throat> I think they did a 500 or 1,000 point battle report. I forget how much. It was very, very small. Um, and it was like 15 minutes long. And it was, they it, the production value's great. The, there's not so much, like if you're watching YouTube videos and talking about the battle reports and stuff, you're, if you like, there's not so much of the kind of getting what those people actually think. It's a lot more scripted. So instead is of it like a, sorry, is it like a white dwarf battle report? But in yes. Video yes. Type? Okay. And it's so like, essentially like if it, if I was one of the people on there, I'd be like today I'm taking out the noble space Marines of the Ultramarines in their valiant quest to save the universe. This is what I'm taking. And then they go in and, and I actually showed Kurt, while yeah, he's here yeah. um and I, I do actually like how they break it down because the guy's talking about it and then they switch to a screen and they like point out stuff and they bring it like it shows what relic the guy has and it puts the rules underneath him and the guy's like and this is why i did it of course it's a oh, little okay. bit <clears throat> it's not hyper competitive either it's just like these are cool models or something like that um the painting uh tutorial the master class they have on there really great yeah, i kind of thought it was going to be like this is how you paint a Terminator. Boom, 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 boom. And now you're done. But no, they were like, let's show you how to do super high class black armor. That's at least the one I've, I've watched. And they go into detail and they just did a single leg on a Primaris Marine and showed you how to go into like super, this is like taking your stuff to the next like characters and stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. The hammer and bolter, the kind of episodic, stuff it, it's people have said this before it's like watching a comic book yeah um well it, i thought it was really cool i, I really liked it like, yeah and you would phrase it that way i'm like oh it doesn't sound that interesting but i thought it was really well done. it did help that the, the episode fun. i showed him was yarrick which is like his yeah, favorite oh, nice. character and then orcs which are my new favorite characters <laughs> yeah. so yeah there was some nice things, but. um and then um angels of death which is the big kind of uh, the big kind of show on there that's the, the, the full 3D in, in, you know mm-hmm. 3D animation uh, by the guy who did Hell's Reach, which I don't know if it's still on YouTube or not, um, but it's it's good. Um, it's a little bit it's kind of like those old Bionicle movies if you, if you remember watching those. <laughs> um, but from a, such a small studio, um, it, it, it's really good stuff. If you're a fan of the Audible books you're going to notice that the entire cast is voiced like all 17 people are all voiced by the same four people just doing different voices Welcome which is to oblivion, <laughs> oblivion. Yeah. um so so warhammer plus definitely great um like i talked about last time i'm still working on my deathwing um detachment so i've got a vanguard detachment that's all deathwing I have Belial, a, a death, a uh, chaplain in Terminator armor, and a librarian in Terminator armor to go along with uh, squeeze three squads of five Deathwing Terminators 
two of the knights and then one of the standard ones to round out another squad I had. And uh, I tried to rope Curtis into doing some some dirty work for me by being like, hey, do you mind dry brushing all of these all 18 of these models for me? It, it was more like, hey, if you get bored, you can paint this model black. Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. And then you could paint this model blue. I'm like, okay, I don't think I'll get that far, but sure. And then you could paint these three guys green. And then since you're already doing that, might as well dry brush them this color, paint their face this color, use highlighting with this color. And then suddenly from one model, one paint, one pot of black, it was six models and like 12 different colors okay. of varying instructions degree. Okay, so I asked him, I asked him. <laughs> These were the models I asked him to do all that with. And oh, the it, it's the watcher in the dark. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you just, you just paint it green and then you put some wash over and you dry brush it and you're done. And he was like, Ugh. <laughs> that's too complicated for Kurt. I wanted to work on my trash. Yeah. And it was funny because he's like, I don't think I'm, I think I'm done with my tank for today. And I said that and he's like, I could probably work on the tank a little bit more. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Uh, so still working on that. I started working on the banner, the, the ancient, um, because I want to do all the characters a little bit more detail. So I'm doing the line highlighting on him rather than a dry brush. Um, so I started working on him and then I'm, while he was drying, I, I did some of the other characters and stuff. I really want to paint the characters, but I know if I paint the characters, I'll not get to the actual like multitude of dudes so i split them up into groups of five if i paint one i get to paint a character there you go so hopefully that works Board out system. um i need to get them on the table honestly uh and that's another thing i played my first well not my first game but the most recent game of ninth edition so um i did a 500 point game against our buddy uh jonathan uh against his new ig there's a little bit of miscommunication because i he showed me his army the day before we hadn't done lists yet, or I had my list. He hadn't done his yet. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'd really like to see, because he hit a bunch of tanks out and I didn't see too much infantry. I was like, oh man, you're a guard. Like you gotta have like waves and waves of infantry. That's what I want to see on the table. And he was like, oh yeah. And I guess he thought I meant that he should put guard on the table in like, you know, in mass infantry. So he showed up to the 500 point game and I had all Ravenwing speeders and it was the two of the vengeances, which are the plasma ones, uh, a um, dark shroud, which gives the minus one to hit to everybody, and the talon master. And they all had the assault cannons, like and everything. Okay. So it, it was it was it was brutal. He he did have some good moments, um, but that minus one to hit uh, with guard was was huge. Um, so he, I think he brought like one last cannon. So oh, poor man. It was like <laughs> this is the turkey shoot. <laughs> yeah. It was it was bad. Um I made some dumb things. Uh he helped me learn some stuff. It was it was fun. I do feel bad. So if you're listening to this, I, you know, I'm sorry. Uh but I did have fun. You owe him one. You I take only well, Okay, so that's the thing. I felt purchase. bad and then I was like, wait a second. Before I before I kind of took my hobby break, I brought my Harlequins out, which were it's not a ninth edition list. And he brought his space wolves and he schwacked me. Um, I put like 12 of the Eldar, uh, the Harlequin bikes into his Thunderwolf cavalry and they did nothing. And then he just ate me the next turn and I was gone by turn two. And so I was feeling bad about this game. I was like, wait a second. He got like a little smirk on his face. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not sorry anymore. This is, this is payback. Um, (laughs) But 
hoping to get on the table. Um, I, uh, I did a little Xenothal highlighting experiment. Oh, so my wife has the, uh, the night haunt models. So uh, we primed them black and then I was basing them white. And so like, I just accidentally hit one from the top and I saw the Xenothal highlight like you happened. I was like, oh my God, that's it. Yeah. Um, and then good, I looked at it? all the, the, the Marines in my army and I, I'd already, I've already line highlighted and I was like, I can't go back now. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I got, yeah, I got some of her night haunt ready to paint. And then um, I, we had some people over um, <laughs> two weekends ago now or a little bit ago and they came over and the the guy had been into 40k a while back um not just he just like building the models nothing too serious so i showed him my stuff and i was like yeah this is this is the the stuff i've just recently painted and everything and and then the next morning actually I, actually it wasn't the next morning uh hannah got a a message from them or the, the the wife later that night was like we're going to go to the game store tomorrow and they went <laughs> the next day and picked up the start collecting box of chaos space marines and then uh, the wife actually picked out the necron start collecting box but nice. it was the old necrons and so they've been sending us updates it's really cool to see them like getting into it and everything but the, the wife was like these suck <laughs> i was like oh yeah those actually caused one of my buddies to get out of the hobby for a little <laughs> so uh, but they were, uh, you know, they were, they were both really excited about it. Um, she was a trooper and, and got a whole bunch of stuff done. So uh, props to props to her because I would have given up and sold the models. Um, props to you for bringing in more people to the hobby. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's two yes. more. Uh, I met another guy at work who was like, I'm thinking about getting into it. And then I was like, you should. And then he did. So that's three <laughs> in two weeks. So um, Stephen, we need to talk about, uh, talk about some hobby you know some army swaps um and then word bearer over there yeah i'm i'm the lorgar which is why i did that quote earlier and then uh finally it looks like i'll probably be uh divesting myself of my um caradon overlords um and from aos um i'm gonna stay in aos my wife really likes the models i, I do have cool stuff i'm probably gonna pick up the sylvanith the tree people okay uh and that's just because um the the caradon overlords are really cool but because it's all metal and you know ships and guns and stuff i don't really like, feel like i'm getting the sigmar you know oh, like the fantasy stuff yeah I'm, i don't feel like i'm really getting the fantasy element of it so um i feel like i'm just kind of doing the same thing over and over again i'm playing 40k in a different system so um I'm going to get rid of those um, and then probably pick up some Sylvaneth. And then while we were in the game store, my wife was looking at the 40K models and saw the triumvirate of Yanid. So that's the with Yvrain and the yeah. Incarn and uh, what's the bodyguard's name again? The, the Viziarch? The Viziarch, yeah. yeah. Um, and was like, who are these people? And I was like, oh, it's like a faction that apparently is not going anywhere, but they're really cool models. And she was like, I want this faction. And uh, she's like, who did he go with? And I was like, oh, you know, this is like a sub faction of the Eldar and they can kind of go with anybody. So she wants to get those and use them with my Harlequins. 
And then I was like, oh, you could also use them with the dark Eldar. And she, I showed her the witches and it's like, I'm not really interested in that. And then I showed her a box of the Incubi and she was like, these guys are awesome. And so <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> um, so we, the, the box, uh, the, the triumvirate's on its way. Um, and then right. we'll get a couple games in. But we could have another Drukari player in the mix. Um, <laughs> and it helped. I was like, oh, yeah, they're like. You know, very Zoolander mean. It was so Drukari, so hot right now. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's kind of. I think that's everything. I finally finished listening to the Gaunt's Ghost book that I was listening to. Um, just the first one in the the series. Um, once again, great book. I think we'll include it in one of our book reviews that we got coming up. But so I guess I've been kind of busy in my, yeah, yeah. my hobby proliferation over there. Yeah, I try to <laughs> diversify hobby stocks. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, and I think I might have convinced the guy who plays Space Wolves to get in the Gene Stealer cult too. But that one's simmer. That, that's sitting. That's simmering on the, uh, <laughs> the backlog. And then and I don't yep. I don't know if I talked about it last time, but I got uh, some Imperial Knights. So oh, yeah sitting mm-hmm. once i finish my dark angels i can build those and i'm really excited about those so all right well i think that's about it for me on hobby progress <laughs> lots of progress on yeah. that's it yes yeah it's nice we're sitting in here with matt's uh hobby stuff and his wall of shame oh it's not Bruce, too bad can you show me but... his wall of shame in all its glory yeah, you can see it in the background. Well, I know. I want to see the a different angle. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, there's a whole other shelf I couldn't see. <laughs> These are built models. So great. Well, okay. So oh, I got I some see you started to use stuff. it as a furniture as furniture too. You have so much. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting on boxes. Yeah, there's just boxes and boxes. No, um, it'll get done. Someday. All right. Well, let's take a quick break before we move into the main. And we're back with the scattered guys. So today's main topic is what we are calling a faction focus. We are going to talk about the Imperial Guard, um, Astra Militarum, and everything related to them. So they used to be, and well, they still are my main army, the Bean Eaters, from a very, very stinky world. And I could talk about their lore all day. Um, particularly what they like to eat, what they like to do, what they do with all their gathered beans, all their gathered um, junk that they find on the battlefield. But that's not necessarily the lore that people want to hear. Um, so go ahead and uh, I want to pass it off to Matt to tell us, um, particularly I'd like to know, the origins, you know, if you do know, uh, kind of about Imperial Guard start us off real real easy uh, for me and maybe other people. <laughs> so I mean at at the you know at their most basic the Imperial Guard are the you know average everyday men and women like or, you know your average Joe out there fighting in the galaxy. Um, you've you've got all these crazy people in the Warhammer 40k universe. You got giant space knights you got giant bugs you've got space elves you've got space orcs you've got all these you know crazy fantastical factions out there 
And then you have the Imperial Guard, which is like, <laughs> I, honestly, I think it's one of the most based in, you know, realism, realism yeah. I, to an extent, like all things, right? Um, but like, that, that's it. Like it is, you know, it's made up of, you know, your guy from your army dude with a gun. Yeah, and, yeah. Flashlight. Yeah, yeah given, a, given a mediocre <laughs> gun. And the, their whole thing is, you know, just strength in numbers, you know, throw thousands of thousands upon thousands upon thousands of tanks and artillery pieces and aircraft and ships and men and horses and right. other vehicles of many different types and just grind them down in a, you know, attrition. Um, and that's, I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what the, the guard is. Um, guard is people guard is people they're definitely inspired by earthly military history yes you know with all their spin-off of spin-offs of the catechin catachins catechin catechin the valhallen valkyrie people you call those austrians nope the valhallen ice warriors (laughs) yep the valhallen ice warriors the vostroian vostroian firstborn the russian communists yep no, that's the that's the Valhallens. Really, the, yeah. the metal models you used to have. Those were the Vostroians. Vostroians. Yeah. Okay. They're um, more like Napoleonic era. Yeah. Cossacks. Uh, Cossacks. That's right. Um, and then you got like the Mord- Mordians. Yeah. The Mordian that's, Iron Guard. That's the best thing about the guard is that they're you can make whatever flavor guard you want. You got yep. guys who are from literal uh like what do they call them uh, like primitive worlds or whatever mm-hmm. like literally just a bunch of cavemen like yep. that's a guard yeah. regiment <laughs> yep or you got a guy who's from like like the Vostroians, where it's just i think a wealthy planet and all the firstborn sons had to go there and like serve and, wow. yeah they um, i really think they are the most they are probably the most diverse faction that is underwhelmingly or overwhelmingly underrepresented in their diversity yes and what i mean by that is that um that is um like essentially that is sorry there's there's a weird noise i'm sorry there's some there's some buzzing going on oh oh that was okay well We'll address that later. The mysterious noise has been found. Another Geller failure. <laughs> These keep happening. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the, the guard have a lot of diversity. And then they're not really, like the models don't really represent it. A lot of people do kit bashing. You get cut like models from other places. Victoria Miniatures is a great place. Cromlick, uh, I think, does miniatures as well yep. um, to make your various regiments. Um they're, they're probably the first faction that was supposed to at least be like all men and women. So not just a whole bunch of, you know, dudes out there. Uh, so, you know, like, like Kurt just saw in the new, you know, Cadian shock troop or Imperial guard, Astro military squad, you get the upgrades with the female right. heads and um, like to see that. the, the different. Yeah. yeah. It's, and that's what it's supposed to be. It's, uh, it's right. always exactly. the men and women of the Imperial guard. Oh, they're the Taliban. Talarn. yeah the talarn, talarn. desert Those are cool yeah camel riders oh, yep man. uh and the death corps just got the the essentially world Plastic war one yeah. people 
Uh, I just got their plastic kit and they look amazing. Uh, so that that's the thing is like they are super like they can be whatever you want just like steven said and, and actually actually in the gaunt's ghost book which is another regiment of guard um they have one of their um they have one of the regiments that the the vitrian i think uh the vitrian dragoons i want to say, i might be saying that wrong um i listened to it on my way to work but they're they're kind of described and at least the accent given kind of like um almost like cataphracts to a degree but like the guy does what i would perceive as a like an indian accent um with them which is kind of cool in my mind i like the idea of these guys being kind of taking influence from that like heavily armored you know southeast asia influence especially from india uh but in the guard like i just think that's a, like a yeah. really cool image i think that's the thing like think about how diverse earth is right now mm-hmm. and then you have a bunch of planets <laughs> like i i really would be surprised to say that like all these different planets are so homogenous where everyone from that planet is a certain way it's like no these are guard regiments being recruited from an entire planet with people who may not have ever met each other who may have you know completely different cultures from each other but then they're all like nope you're all in the guard now and then they're like okay like I guess we have to form our own brand new culture from the only thing we have in common is we're all born on the same rock. Like, yeah. I mean, for the, for the sake of the, you know, the game, it's easier to have everyone be homogenous and be like, Oh, if you're born on Mordia, you have a shared, the same experience as everyone else. And I guess Mordia is actually a good example of where that would actually be true. Cause <laughs> it's a very particular <laughs> uh, setup for a planet. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would be as homogenous as as the books would portray it. Um, yeah, um, and, and I think they actually touch on that in the Gon's Ghost books and how. Oh, do they? Um, it kind of talks about how they all the the, the Gaunts, or all the ghosts, or at least ones that they talk about, are kind of from different areas of Tannis. So the ones that were near each other or may, might have known each other, right? Kind of relate to each other that way, but it's they do touch on that a bit of like oh, you know, I'm, you know, I was part of the the merchant class and you were like a woodworker or something like that. Um, and so I, you know, I, I do think at least there, there's been attempts to do that. I think they kind of got left behind, especially when the unique factions in terms of the models went away, people yeah. stopped kind of doing deep dives into the Astro Militarum range and the lore yeah. and everything. And it just became Cadians are what everyone looks like. Exactly. And That's how they got around it. They're like, oh, yeah, Cadia is like the model guard regiment. So everyone just starts mimicking them and has the same equipment and all that. Mm-hmm. Which GW, you're better than that. That the one, <laughs> the one GW guy listening. They're leaving money shows. on the table. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. But, um, so, so speaking of that and going into like models, so they do not sell cat- catachins or palm no, or... they sell catachan mm-hmm. now, deathcore, just one squad, okay. yeah, cadians, cadians, okay. and that's it. that's it. They used to sell, yeah, from Forge World, Elysian drop troops, and Talar. The Elysians but... are gone, <laughs> Gordy's gone, yeah. man. Uh, oh, you can get Steel Legion, uh, Steel Legion off of Games Workshop, cool. uh, really. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, last I checked, like last month, you could get him. It's the infantry squad huh. from Armageddon. So that'd be your your your, your friend Yarek would have fought with them, Kurt. Oh, that's, um, that, so that is actually one thing I really like about the guard as well, just because you touched on Yarek. Like, you get all these cool stories about space marines and stuff, and I really do like those stories. But like the guard stories, oh yeah, like they're they're just they're just humans. Like exactly, it's it's uh, what is the book 20, 27 hour uh, fifteen hours fifteen hours yeah fifteen out twenty seven hours is the from James Franco movie, um, fifteen hours. <laughs> Did you ever read that, Kurt? Fifteen hours. Yeah. No. It was like the the, the one off book. Stephen, you read it, right? I, I I didn't finish it. And it's like it's super depressing, um, and it's just a one off book, and it's literally just a guardsman. I think they crash land onto this planet that's being they got to the, by it. sent to the wrong wow. planet. There's a part in the book where the, I remember this part for some reason. Like the guy was the administrator guy was just putting the wrong number, and so he sent an entire different regiment to where they weren't supposed to go, and and. And they Whoa. go to this planet that's being besieged by orcs, and like it's it the situation's grim, but um, it's essentially going through that like a, a a guard recruit on the battlefield for the first time is only expected to live for fifteen hours on average, and so he's like every chapter it's like counting down till their death until the fifteenth hour. Wow. Um, and uh, it's pretty. It's pretty dark. It's that's some original grim yeah. right there. These, these, <laughs> like when you think about what a, a imperial guard veteran, these guys who have like survived multiple like campaigns, they are probably not very <laughs> sane anymore. Like you're seeing like worldwide war multiple times and seeing millions of people die. It sounds rough. <laughs> like. Oh gosh, I think the guys who die sound like the lucky ones. Um, mm. uh, anyway, that's yeah, I agree with Matthew. I think the the Imperial Guard stories are some of the my favorite. Um, Death World, which is about Catachans, uh, is probably one of my favorite Warhammer uh, novels. Um, just because it's like it's like Predator, like on steroids. There's like <laughs> going through the jungle, and the jungle's literally trying to kill them. Um, but they're fighting orcs at the same time, and it's just you know. I mean, those guys are sort of hard to relate to because I, I think most people aren't uh, don't look like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like the the you know tragedy of the commons or whatever. Like it's just sucks, but I think it puts the whole grim dark aesthetic of Warhammer into into focus um very well way more than uh any space marine bolter porn uh book could do mm-hmm. it's just not relatable well and and something i've actually noticed in a lot of the books where the space marines are the focus and the, the imperial guard are kind of like side stories or side yeah. characters and I, and I didn't realize it until kind of reading some of the recent uh horace heresy books that specifically siege of terra and no no spoilers or anything but the best guard space marine interactions are kind of when the imperial guard realize that they're the actual humans and the space marines are kind of like the the monsters like most humans yeah these are these are not like 
the, these are not good guys. Like they're, they're the best humanity has and they're monsters. And so like the, the, the really, you know, quote unquote, good guys would be the Imperial guards, being your average Joe. Um, and I, I really like it when the space Marines kind of take, uh, they appreciate the, you know, what the guard are doing. Um, yeah, not being they're like, very this guy's not wearing power armor and he's right here next to me, yep. facing the same enemy. Uh, so Hell's Reach, uh, so about the Black Templars defending the city. It's just, you know, essentially a couple squads of Black Templars and then just guard versus orcs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always talking about how, how you, res- you know, all the Space Marines really respect the soldiers and things like that. Um, and I really, really like that interaction. So, yeah, definitely very cool. The one thing I will say is that the, lo- the way that the guard are written especially in guard-specific books, is nowhere close to how they perform on the tabletop. Yeah, no, they're just wet noodles on the tabletop. Yeah, the, the last, last gun flashlights yeah. don't seem to do much. And it's like, I mean, you think about, like, modern-day armies. Like, they're, they're well-trained, very highly trained. Well, depending on where you're you're talking about but like you want to put a lot of effort and resources into your army so they don't get raffle stumped uh, you know the guard are more of like a you know qu- quantity is a quality of all, all of its <laughs> own or whatever but you know we on the tabletop yeah they're like wet noodles they just get blown off the table and that, that can be you know that's good to show like look this is how messed up the 40k universe is like the best we got which is us normal humans isn't enough you just get wiped out um but i think more often than not it just makes it just i don't know it doesn't seem realistic it's like these guys are in tanks like a tank's a tank i'm sorry but like an orc orc's not gonna like break open a tank by himself yeah. like with no tools at least well, well tanks are pretty strong though yeah i mean we're, we're talking we're talking about guardsmen i agree they do they're just cannon fodder but yeah. they're fun to play with the orders and whatnot but the yeah. tanks they can hold their own you yeah. field a bunch of Lehman Russes and Basilis to back them up. That's true. Yeah, Especially honestly, I don't know why the... Templates. It's like, why do they even bother having infantry sections? They should just all be in yeah. armored vehicles. Well, <laughs> like, so that's, I wouldn't want to get out. You know, that's what, I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, reading some of the Gaunt's Ghosts, and I remember there was a Vostroyan book as well that I read. Um, and I, in, in fact, in the Vostroyan book, it's talking about how, like, you know, they shoot once and like an orc falls dead. And, you know, or in the Gonza Ghost books, I think they talk about how like they, the Laz sniper rifle, they kill a space marine. Um, and how it's just like, oh, the chaos space marines, they're just like, you know, send the hordes of chaos space marines against the elite infantry of the guard, you know? <laughs> and then you read other books and it's like, a, you know, especially like a space marine, a chaos space marine in with like a, you know, <clears throat> in amongst the guard. And they just like, it's like scything through them. Yeah, exactly. And I think the most recent thing that we saw, um, so I think the last game all three of us played together was when it was, we did Grey Knights and Custodies against oh, God. Kurt's Imperial Guard. Oh, yeah. And uh, so was- there's a Custodies book and I'm not going to say what. But there's a scene in this Custodes book where it's they, like 
there's a giant like factory chapel building that these rebels have taken up position in and there's like hundreds of them and they've there's like a no man's land and the custodians are like get to the guard who like surrounded it and they're like there's no way in he's like don't worry and they start spinning their spears and then they run at the traitors and they start shooting them and they're just bouncing off and then they get into them and they just start just start slaying them and yeah. in the game that we played with you that's literally what happened is that you just kept putting round after round into the custodies and they wouldn't die <laughs> and then we got to your lines and it was just like and there's 10 guardsmen dead and there's another 10 guardsmen <laughs> dead the bane blade was really annoying but it tends to do that even that didn't last that long <laughs> yeah that was a tough game yeah it's just so fun to put all those guardsmen on the field it really is i agree a lot uh, of fun. and to have that organization and to have a tactic i'm gonna yeah. get close and call first I, I, strike second I, rank fire you're a brave person curtis to then want to go into orcs because you're like you know what I have a horde army ready, Imperial Guard. You know what sounds great? <laughs> more. More yeah, horde. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's going to be a very slow growing army. You well, that. you can build them however you want. You can just do all Killicans and Orc Death Dreads or something if you yeah. want to. Well, and Sorry. you know, Steven, I, I really like that that comment you just made there. And I'm I'm going to say this many times on this podcast. I cannot stand the phrase uh a, something is unplayable Ugh. okay i can't stand it um is that something said often about oh yeah oh there's yeah. just a huge emphasis on like oh that unit's inefficient or like whatever and look well, and within the within the competitive scene yes, like obviously because yeah, like why would you want to bring garbage if you yes. want to win um and i i i want to become more competitive and stuff like that uh, but I just don't like that phrase because it gets tossed around and then it leaves the competitive scene and it becomes, you know, it, it becomes common talk yeah. because I know that Steven, I think you and I were playing a game down uh, where you lived previously. And I, and I remember I was just, I had an okay list, uh, but then I had like a land raider in it um, with my gray knights. And it was really dumb that I had that land rain later or land raider, but I wanted it in there. And someone came up and was like, oh, why'd you bring that? That's not the like most optimal choice. Because I, like, I want it. Because it's, uh, it's like, oh, good thing cool. is literally unplayable. And then oh. as he said that, you know, I was playing Grey Knights. I did their spell, the, the, the power to you move a unit across, you know, nine inches away from anywhere on the field or nine inches away from any enemy, anywhere you want. And I took this flamethrower land raider and I just yeeted it at Steven. Yeah, it was uh, painful. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you know, everyone said he's like, "Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna move your, you're gonna, you know, teleport your paladin squad." I was like, "That would be the nah, smart bro. thing, but not the cool thing." Here's the <laughs> eat this tank, asshole. <laughs> Sorry, this is a Stevens. Not that and this is a family friendly podcast. So. <laughs> it's PG thirteen. They're PG thirteen, so uh it still got blown up the next turn <laughs> he was oh, right it's it was not a good totally choice. worth it i loved it um so if you're listening to this never let anyone tell you you can't bring something because it's it's only exactly yeah. there's one rule the rule of cool yep. <laughs> and having fun so if kurt if you want to put a thousand guardsmen on the table it's gonna, be you do that it would be amazing you'd have to move them like little like 
you know, yeah. with the little paddles. Get movement trays. Get movement trays, Curtis, and magnets. Oh, it's yes. great. I wouldn't have bought 60 Gretchen <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have movement trays. Um, so, you know, Kurt, you've been in the guard for your entire time in the, the hobby. Just about, yeah. What would you say are your top three models and your least favorite three models? Ooh. Ooh, wow. Good I know, right? You uh, you ask the questions normally, but you're like our guard expert, so I ah, yeah, how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> well, so right out, you know, speaking speaking from my heart, I love the basilisk. There's something about just sitting in the back behind a building, blasting away the blast template at a squad of space marines running in close unison across the battlefield, and it just all poof. Well, like he's looking at me when he says that. Yeah. Um, it definitely, yeah, I love those. And it just looks really cool and how the, the gun can move and angle correctly. Um, next would definitely be the Rattlings, the old Rattlings. Um, I think I had a particular uh, appreciation to them, the way I painted them. They're colorful with polka dots. So they're kind of like, you know, happy little hobbits running around shooting people. And then they're so, because they're so small, they would hide behind cover super well. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that was, that was really nice. And we'd have arguments about line of sight back then. Like, I can't look over that sandbag. <laughs> Staring at the sandbag. He can't yeah. see. <laughs> and then our last model, favorite. Um, I don't know. The guardsmen themselves. Uh, there's something about lining them up. You know, you have a few with flamethrowers and one or two with a plasma gun and all the other guys just, you know, ready to march. I think they look so cool when you have a few squads of them. Um, maybe because it is kind of resembling what modern warfare, you know, you know, historical warfare looks like in terms of just a human with a gun, with a rifle, ready to fight. Uh, they just look great. I think there's um, something noble in that answer. Just like favorite model is just the guardsman himself yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty good that's pretty good least favorite um oh boy i i have a one of my first models were actually the old snipers which maybe they were they stuck around for a long time yeah. i wasn't a big fan of them no. um, and that and again that might be because i painted them that way um, that was like one of the heavy. first things you got, right? Yeah, I think it was the first. Yeah, yeah. I, ever bought. Uh, I don't know. I think it's because I, I lean towards the rattlings. I'm going to field some snipers. And then, unfortunately, I'm not a huge fan of my Yarrick. That's partly because I gave it to my mom to paint. <laughs> uh, really? Oh my I God. I didn't know that. I thought that thing has been painted. That's like. 10 years of my life I've been living a lie. I thought you painted that thing. Well, okay. We've complimented you on that. Wow. Where's your I, mother? I need to compliment her on her I think, painting. Didn't Steven save it? I don't know. That his, I, oh my I God. I had started it. I gave you it my mom, did. And then Steven's oh my travel. God. I remember that. Oh. Oops. Um, so it's not my least favorite model, but it's just like this thing has a lot of history. Um, yeah, but and I also I don't really know how to use them that well. I literally remember you coming down and being like, "My mom painted this," and Stephen was like, "Oh my god!" You gave me Eric. 
and Steven that sounds you- very rude of me no <laughs> no no it, it, it wasn't you like oh this sucks i yeah. never paint it for you it was years down the line like oh you know you can remove this paint and actually do it again it's something along but those lines pe- people listening you also understand steven's probably the nicest person and most polite person so like if we're oh, paraphrasing shit. what he's saying, it's in a very, like, the actual thing he said was a very Stephen way. So he's been <laughs> like, oh, that's, hey, you know, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And then my last favorite one, is, it's going to be the Chimera, because, yeah, it's great. It's a tank. You mean the trash tank? Yeah, well, no, not the trash tank. We're talking more about playability on this one. It does look Oh, oh, okay. Um, For this one, we're talking about playability, and I don't like it just because it's like, oh, let's make a cool transportation tank or IG, but just put more LAS guns on. And it just has a multi-LAS gun and then six other LAS guns that they can shoot at the side. It's like, what is the point of this thing? It gives you no power, firepower. Uh, It's like, yeah, you know, let your guard run across and get blown up. Why drive them over there to get blown up? The tank's not going to help you. So I'm not a huge fan of the camera. Wow, I thought the Bane Blade was going to make one of those lists. Right. Oh, <laughs> so if we're talking about my favorite painted model, it's going to be the Bane Blade. That's, uh, I, I really like it. So yeah, you did a good job on yours. Yeah, I spent so much time on that. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Um, so if you were going to expand your army, any would you get more tanks maybe more infantry yeah. have you seen all like 17 variations of the bane blade you can build now yeah, oh my good. gosh <clears throat> i don't know if i want their giant tank i think but curtis yes you do because there's one that literally can carry like 60 guardsmen oh okay you could put your entire oh. army inside of it. but it but the cannon is just like a souped up heavy bolter so okay yeah so it's, just it's a giant it's badass <laughs> <laughs> i think i'd get like a valkyrie um or maybe one of those those Star Wars two foot robot things. Oh, Sentinels? the Sentinels. Sentinels. Yeah, I've always thought those look kind of cool. Yeah, yeah something be... a little more wild. I think I'd get something. Weird. That'd be kind of cool for your army, though. Yeah, the Sentinels. That'd be thematic. Yeah. They don't look very strong, but they look cool. So, yeah, I think they're, they're more... not strong. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> more of a harassing unit. Yeah, yeah, but I could like attach some like you know kind of uh, cargo bags to it. So it could be oh, like I know going around and throw stuff so into it, the bags. Curtis, it comes with a chainsaw. It, it's like no one ever uses it because it's stupid for Sentinel to have a chainsaw. <laughs> but you should get, you should, you need a 3D printer is what you need. So you can print, first of all, cans of beans, <laughs> empty cans of beans, yep. and put them everywhere. And then second of all, for the Sentinels, you get a can opener. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Oh, man. It just goes around. Open it's just it, uh-huh. and open looking for beans like they're the scouts yeah, it's not actually there the to army. fight them it's yeah. to run from platoon to platoon to open up their cans of beans yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh I do need to get a 3d printer yeah um I no like that. yeah that i uh yeah i think i think the guard is just a, a really cool faction it's also a, an easy faction for people to get into um yeah it's inherently <laughs> relatable yeah yeah sure um but yeah, the uh, to be. yeah. Well, I think let's end it on the can opener. <laughs> Faction focus. The the can opener. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into our other three uh, topics that we talk about each episode. 
first, let's go into Stephen's comfy little hobby corner and sit down. Welcome. Take a seat. Anyway, um, so mine isn't super complicated. It's just about decals, um, or I've heard decals, which I I don't I don't like that. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, oh, no. apparently it's the proper way to say it. Nope. And I don't I don't nope. I disagree. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, it's an easy, fairly easy way to like bring a lot of detail onto your models, and especially for the Imperial Guard, where you have a lot of like you know monotone uh like tanks and stuff where it's like all green or all brown or whatever because it's just about being utilitarian but you can put on decals to do squad markings or like hazard stripes or anything little scribbles that the the units put on there um so but to go on top of that is a lot of historical models also come with decals um and you should if you're playing Imperial Guard, you can use those. So my brother has a Katachan army that is, you know, it's his, but sort of mine, because <laughs> I'm the one who's going to paint it. Um, but he has a Valkyrie. And he's like, Stephen, they're Katachans. They're basically from Vietnam. I want you to do the shark teeth on the Valkyrie. Oh. So it has that. So I'm like, OK, but I don't know. Like, there's no shark teeth for Imperial Guard. So. But I did find them on historical models, I think for like an A10 or something, but you can buy it off eBay. So I'm going to go buy that so I can put them on the Valkyrie. And it's a lot easier than having to freehand stuff. And I think a lot of people get scared away, scared off from uh, decals because they can be hard to use. But if you get these two chemicals called Microsol and Microset, which shouldn't be too hard to find, a lot of people talk about it, um, they really change the game for using decals um hmm. they make them flush to the to the uh surface especially for like space marine shoulder pads like where you have a old like the ultramarine sig symbol where it doesn't want to lay flat use that stuff on there and it's gonna it'll be hmm. 100 times better um but yeah decals get them they'll elevate your models to like the turn them up to 11 and for very little effort um just Use some varnish at the end so they they blend in with the rest of the finish of the model. So if you have a glossy model, use gloss. If you don't have a if you have a matte model, use matte varnish. That's okay. it. That's my hobby corner. Long range. Yeah, I've always been kind of afraid of. Yeah, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Yeah, I'll have to guys. help to help you guys out with that. It's yes. it's really not that hard. Please do. We'll have a hobby hangout. We'll do that. Um, all right. So my Lord of the Day, real quick, because um, I talked a lot earlier, but the Space Marine backpacks, the old that they all have mm -hmm. are actually originally based like the designers based them on Napoleonic error like soldier backpacks that you'd oh, see okay um, I, so I they kind of like smacked it on the back and they were like let's make this look spacey and so they took the, wow. the bedroll at the at the top and kind of elongated it into the the exhausts and everything and then instead of all those things so now when you see it it looks like there's like almost a little bit of a roll on the top of them I see it now my my guy here so yeah so that's my that's hobby really that's my my lore of the day for you that's wow yeah that's a little historical tidbit yeah. that's cool huh all right and so then my wild guest of the day oh i'm ready per usual go. they do not know what's coming gotta be quick um so i've seen before warhammer 30k i don't know anything about it but if I go ahead and take a guess, it's just 
instead instead of taking place in the forty year forty thousand, it's year thirty thousand, and they're weaker and have smaller guns, and it goes into the history of some of the races. Is that is that end I mean, period? I mean, <laughs> and there's probably some that exist and some that don't exist. I mean, ten thousand years yeah. that's a big chunk of time. So you're I th- you're you're pretty much spot on. Um, the only yep. thing you got wrong is that. Um, yeah, they're smaller, but the guns are actually bigger. Uh, oh. And that's because 30K is a Forge World game system. So they make all the like Titans oh, and stuff for stuff. 30K. Yeah. I oh. mean, and it makes sense in the lore. A lot of like technology from 30K, from the Horus Heresy more specifically, gets lost over mm-hmm. the course of 10,000 years uh, <laughs> because it was, this is just a, a decline in like, in rational thought, basically. And there's, religion takes over and blah blah blah, blah. Uh, yeah. so they would yeah. actually be stronger yes so yeah, that's wow. that's the whole thing is like 30k is like the emperor still alive and everything like that and then the tabletop game of 30k is the horus heresy okay and so you're space marines on space marines and then so you, you don't have any aliens involved it's literally just like you can play imperial guard or adeptus mechanicus and then you could throw in, but it's mostly Space Marine Legion on Space Marine Legion. Hmm. And that's where you get all these really cool models for each of the different legions at the time. Um, and then after 30K is the 10,000 years of degradation. De- yeah. Degra- degradation. 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 De- yeah. Whatever. Degradation. Yeah, whatever it is. A degrading of the you know imperial humanities empire to what it is in 40K. Wow. All right. That's so, very interesting. I yeah. I know that. Okay, so I wasn't too far off. No, no. Okay. All right. Well, let's end it on that. Um, it was a pleasure, guys. Great always talking to you. As always. And uh, thanks for joining in, listening in. And we'll catch you in two weeks. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Please. All right. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.